Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy, aka Crazy Cracker, aka Andre's Podcast, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, where you can find me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere around the world that has a platform. I'd like to thank Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast. Again, I'd like to thank all the people out there who've downloaded my podcast after hit 500, which is not really a lot. But in my case, it's a bundle. I've been doing this a little bit over a year. Uh, in the next couple of days, I'm going to have a new uh, episode with, with Ron about talking about homelessness and mental illness and all the kind of stuff out there. I'm also uh, got my buddy Sean back on the show. Always great to be here. Excited to be here. So I'm going to air this episode first because sports is around the corner. We're going to talk about the weekend games that matter. Uh, right now, we're actually watching the Texans and the Patriots, and uh, we both took the Patriots, but, uh, you know, I'm not really great with preseason games, so I probably shot myself in the foot for taking that bet. However, that's how gambling works. So you always got to predict that you're probably going to lose 50-50, even if you have a gut feeling. If you have a gut feeling, you can, you kind of have to go with that gut. Correct, it's Sean? very true. If, but like you said, fifty-fifty, you're gonna win or lose. Uh, you'll regret if you don't go with your gut feeling, and then they win. So, yeah. So, so let's talk about this amazing thing that happened this weekend. Actually, this Thursday. Today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. Last night was Wednesday. It's Wednesday. So Wednesday, we're gonna talk about the ex Detroit Tiger. The ex. Uh, uh, Anaheim Angels, and he Cincinnati Reds was where he started Reds. his career. And we're going to talk about Mr. Michael Lorenzen. And everybody likes him in the locker room. I mean, even though he's been on four teams and he's not that old of a old of a player, he's got a wonderful wife. He's got a little daughter that I think is less than two years old. They've done what they showed. It was really cool. Um, the atmosphere last night. Before we mention what's going on, they were at the game. Um, I think it was the second highest pitch count for this to happen. Um, yes. So what happened was that so the Tigers traded this guy. He his first start at home with the Phillies. He throws a no hitter. Now Sean and I both went back and forth about the pitch count. Now you thought that they were going to pull him because of the I did. pitch count. I would tell you this. I would agree with you because in today's baseball they don't. Allow guys to go over 100, at least over 100, 110 pitches. And this is the eighth inning. He goes to 115 by the ninth inning. So he throws about 136 at the end of the game. His final pitch count was like 128 or 130. Yeah. Which the highest guy was with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He threw 136 okay. multiple years ago. And okay. that's a guy that was with like 12 different teams. Okay. So let's talk about this. So I really think that they Major League Baseball. I think that that the manager of the of the Phillies did the right thing. Because, I agree, because I really do think that in order to keep baseball as much traditional as possible, you have to allow things to go follow through the courses. So even if Mr. Lorenzen did not get a no hitter going to the into the ninth with two outs, that's part of baseball. If you take that away now. Detroit Tigers earlier this year, they had a combined of no-hitter with three guys pitching. And there's only four no-hitters this season, which they've played over 3,000 total games um, if you add all the teams together. So a no-hitter in a season is a miraculous thing. Four no-hitters out of 3,000? I mean, that is less than 1%. Like, I mean, it's insane. Um and the cool thing is that with the Lorenzen pitcher guy, he is really liked. He was the only Tiger that was an all-star this year. Um, and everybody was very happy for him. I mean, they posted, if you read the article or saw on ESPN, um, the Tigers were at a home game against um, the same night last night. So the Tigers, And they actually, against the Twins, yes. The Tigers versus the Twins, and they posted it on the big screen, 
and the Tigers fans were going nuts, and so were all his former teammates. So it wasn't just Philly super excited about this experience, and Philly did the right thing. I'm, you know, I wanted him to finish the game. I just didn't think, like you said, Andre, in today's baseball, they don't always do it. No, and I think, I mean, I get it. They got all the new technology. They had, a lot of times when a batter comes to bat, by the third time, the batter is able to figure out the pitcher and what he's going to do. But in baseball, if you want to try to save baseball, you have to stay as traditional as possible without blowing up the game and making it into a basketball uh, 25 runs or shoot. Like Chicago Cubs the other night had 20 runs against the Mariners or somebody. I don't know. It was 36. All I know is it was 36 runs in two games. Yeah. So, I mean, that in itself is just not good for baseball. So, let's talk about the downers of the of Major League. So, it looks like the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are taking a seat back, and uh, I think everything's catching up to them, and they're not. This is good. pretty bad. Like, they were at the top of the division or the second seed in the division, and now they are one game under five hundred. Yeah. It's 57 and 58 or 58 and 59, one of the two. So it looks like the Arizona Diamondbacks weren't as good as they were, and everything was going very well. But by the second half of the season, you know, your pitchers aren't that good. Your bullpen's not that great. I th- but the pitching in the bullpen was pretty good. The they were number one two punch. Yeah. So I guess the hitting the hitting they range went off. Exactly. I think they turned. Yeah. So then they have a huge slump. The Reds have a huge slump. Well, yeah, I mean, but thank God the Reds are in a uh, okay. The Reds at least are in a shittier division and are only two and a half back. Yeah, um, Diamondbacks are fucked. Um, they're eleven or twelve out. Yeah, they're I, done. They I mean they might be able to pull off a miracle and make a wild card, but probably not. Well, they're going to need a lot of help. They need a lot of the teams on the division to start to play real back. And the Giants are ahead of them. The Dodgers are not going to slow down. Kershaw is starting tonight. And I mean, and, and the Reds have a better record than them. The Brewers have a better record than them. The Phillies have a better record. The Marlins have a better record. Yep. I mean, they got to jump seven teams just to get in, or five teams just to get in. Exactly. And we can also say the Tampa Bay's Rays are struggling. They lost four out of the last 15. They've won four games out of 15 games. And, they and they're lost. losing tonight. And they lost three out of four against St. Louis Cardinals. And St. Louis Cardinals gave up gave up everybody, the two pitchers. One went to uh, Texas and the other one went to Baltimore. Baltimore. And they gave up DeYoung and they gave up a bunch of other prospects. Yeah, so, which is kind of, all right, this is why I hate Tampa Bay Rays. They got the, probably one of the best farm systems out there. They have the best teams out there at the beginning of the year and they fizzle out by the end of the year. I mean, they're still going to make the playoffs. But they always make the playoffs, but they never win. Remember, uh, what was the the coaches, what was that coach that won the World Series, the Cubs that used to be with Tampa Bay? Madden. Madden. So, think about that. There's something about Tampa that they look good on paper, they look good in the beginning of the year, and then they remember they won 13 games in a row in the beginning of the year, or something like that, which is a couple months ago, right? Yeah. So they won like 13 games in a row in the beginning of the year, and they totally are doing a 180. They almost look, they always. I bet you my money they have a worse record than Detroit Tigers in the last 15 games. If you look that up, you might be right. So, and let's and let's be real. The f- the team that's skin hot are the Cubs. Very strong here. Um, they were down 14 games. Um, they're two and a half back of the Brewers in the division, and they're only a half a game out of the last wild card spot. So there so, you go. Go Cubbies, go! And Cubbies are the Cubbies fans might actually start showing back up at the stadium. Well, I, I don't think that's going to ever be a problem with the Chicago Cubs. I think the only times that the Chicago Cup fans won't show up if it's raining and it's kind of shitty weather. But I've never seen it where they are not there unless it's a school night and their kids are at school the next morning. 
but they have enough fan base to keep him up. I mean, let's be real. We got this Texas against San Fran. I got J uh, J Gray, John Gray, versus Alexander on the game one, and then the game two they got Henny against Cobb. Cobb is a hot guy for game two for the San Francisco Giants, and then Dunning. Didn't Dunny have a couple? Didn't he have a couple of bad starts lately? He has, but he's still nine and four overall. Exactly. But here's here's a series that. Well, could, who would you take in that series? I, it's in it's in San Francisco. I'm going to say San Francisco because the Rangers are. They've won the last eight out of ten games. They have, but I don't know. They just seem like when they turn it off and they're not at home. So you're telling me San Francisco is going to take two out of three. I have that feeling. I don't know why. I have that feeling. I'm going to say Texas that. takes two out of three. Really? There you go. That'd be something we could talk about next week, Monday or Tuesday. Which, uh, we are going to try to make this more consistent. And we're going to try to pick games ahead of schedule besides trying to make games, uh, talk about the games the, the night of or the, a fight at the night of and people are like left behind and not knowing what we're talking about. So we'll be working on that. Uh, the New York Yankees and the Marlins, that's going to be a good series. New York Yankees, four out of six. Marlins, three out of seven. They seem to be struggling a little bit. Uh, uh, Cole pitches on Sunday against Perez, so that'd be a, a hot hitter. Uh, Saturday game, I'm going backwards here. I've got uh, Cortez against Alicantara, and Cantero. He he sometimes is off and sometimes he's on. Cortez, he's always off, right, for the Yankees? So I would almost pick the second game at, at, at a for the Marlins. So the Marlins, the, this game, I mean, the Yankees are five games out of the wild card, the last wild card. Yeah. Now, Miami, even though they're 60 and 56 and they're only four games over 500, they are... They if the playoffs were today. Yeah. After 136 games, mm-hmm. or 126. Sorry, mm-hmm. they would be in the playoffs. Okay. The the close the door today. They made the playoffs. Okay. So they're a half a game up on the Cubs, mm-hmm. and they're only two and a half back from the second wild card. So, you know wh- how much of a difference that second wild card is is because it's not just one playing game. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. I can. I, I can. I can go with that. I can go with that. So Miami, it's more important to Miami. Yes. So I want to say that Miami takes two out of three. Okay. I kind of like that. Because it means more. Yeah, I think it means more. But I, I, I kind of wondering with a, such a big stadium, can the Yankees hit a home runs where they, when they're not at home? The Yankees play better at home. They're pitching. They're their starting pitching is struggling. The Cole is the only one that's pitching well. Their bullpen is pulling them out of their asses lately. But how long can the bullpen sustain bad starters? If you think about this, last game I saw with Cole pitching, he didn't even get the decision because the because the the bullpen couldn't keep up with the pace, and then they ended up losing that game. The Yankees ended up losing that game. So that's going to be a war wonder at the moment. All right. We got this other series, the Cubs versus the Blue Jays. Which now we got the Cubs a hot streak. The Blue Jays are also on a hot streak. We got. They're both. I mean, the Blue Jays are in the playoffs if the playoffs were today. Mm-hmm. So the Cubs, you know, they got AstroTurf Field. It's a big stadium for at Toronto. Can the Cubs going into Canada keep the momentum? Will they also be a team that away from home can where they fall apart and then end up three or four or five games under where they don't make the playoffs? So the funny thing is, buddy, right. the, Re- the Toronto Blue Jays and the Cubs out of the last ten games have the exact same record, six mm-hmm. and four. Okay. The funny thing also is they mm-hmm. both lost yesterday. Wow. So, so it's a flip just of a ironic. Coin. It's kind of a flip of a coin. Exact, coin. exact yeah. records. Yeah. I'm not saying tomorrow's game is a flip of a coin. I'm saying the series is a flip yeah. of a coin. So who starts tomorrow for them for those two games? That's something we should talk so about. So tomorrow night, 
the Blue Jays on the bowl are on the mound with. Why can I? Oh, there it is. Is it? Is it no? It's Jose Barreas, mm-hmm. nine and seven, and it's that Assad, which he is not good. Okay, so maybe to take Toronto for that game. So the rest of so the rest of the series, if you want to look at that, I mean, what well, yours? You're going to say I'm going to say Toronto. I'm I'm saying Blue Jays first game, and yeah. then you got. And you got a toss-up game. You got Steele, thirteen and three versus eleven and six. Bassett. Yeah. That could be the flip of the coin. Yeah. Um, then Sunday, you have. Who do we have? Who do we have? Going one. Rue. Ooh. The former Dodger. Okay. Versus that rookie Joe Thalen. Oh. For the I Cubs. mean, yeah, yeah. That okay. The rookie. It's really difficult to bet against or or, or for rookies because they're still learning. Uh, teams that have never uh, played against them are darting a hole. Uh, they're trying to figure out this new kid, and I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna stop right there and say something about Olsen for Detroit Tigers. He looks good. He has a lot of times he puts himself in a bad situation. Same thing with this cup player. Ta- what's his last name? Tablin? Talon. Talon. T-A-L-I-O-N. So both of these guys are in that situation. The difference is that the Cubs have a better record. They have a better lineup. They have better hitting. Where And they don't make as many errors on the field as the Detroit Tigers do. So, so saying that, that would be kind of 50-50. So... I'm gonna still stick with the Blue Jays. Probably win Blue that Jays series. win that series. Now, we are going to say something about this Baltimore and Seattle game for Friday because we've got a friend of ours. He is, he is uh, going home. I'm going with Baltimore, and he thinks that the casinos, the bookies, have something underneath their sleeve, and that is why they're going with a uh, minus. What, what did he say? No, he said just take the money line. Yeah. but he said And I love my Baltimore O's, but I'm a little scared of this game. Well, yeah, because... They but he is on a hot streak. He has won $1,500 in the last two and a half weeks or three weeks. So let's think about this. So the guy that we're talking about, he does a lot of straight shooters, and he picks a lot of two-game two game parlays, right? His record is like 19 and, or 19 and 4. So what he does is like in the this last is, 23 days. This is something he's really good at. Or maybe it might be the last 30 days because he misses a f- couple of Fridays. It might be like 27 days. But he never goes. He never picks three, four game parlays, right? Yeah, that's kind of smart. He that is something that I've been doing lately, and I've been winning. Or and if I get screwed because the Atlanta Braves lost, or because the Rays lost, or the who whoever I pick, the obvious pick sometimes. And let me also tell you this. As what I've seen lately is that the Tigers have been winning, but when they do lose, they went lose by two and a half runs. So they usually lose by two runs. Now, now saying that, they probably end up losing by three runs for the rest of the year. So it was jinx or knock on wood or whatever. However, the A's, the A's play real well at home. So I know that's, that that A's series this weekend doesn't mean dilly crap, but. I've been noticing that the A's win at home and they can cover the spread. I've noticed A's that. do play better at home. You are yeah. right. And they're not. And remember, folks, when you make these bets, you do not look at the total records. You look at the last 10 games. And then you look at the pitching. That's what I do. I look at the last two starts of each pitcher that's pitching. Now, of course, you're going to get a, one of those hee-haw moments where you're just a stinker and you know don't think about it. However, like if you're picking for Detroit and you see Wentz pitching, stay away from that game or at least go against Detroit. I don't like to say that because I'm a Detroit Tiger fan. You probably do the same thing when Olsen's pitching. Yeah. So well Olsen you can still go plus two and a half. Wentz, he gets blown out of the water like no other. Like he like that game that he pitched the other night. 
he lost 7-0. I mean, the score was 7-0, and I think it ended at 9-0. So let's be real about that. All right, let's talk about, I'm going to talk a little bit about the U.S. World Cup. Uh, they didn't qualify. They lost to Sweden. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, a lot of the, you know, at the end of the game, I felt like when they did the, the shootout, I thought everyone, I thought the last three uh, shooters for, for the U.S., besides the goalie, we're playing fancy, fancy gibberish. I mean, Sweden did it with two kickers too. But yeah, and just I, the 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 the, the, the ironic thing about all of this shit. When the last time you think about the World Cup, is you think about how Megan Rapoho hated President Trump and fucking hated America and all this shit. Even though she lives here, she gives their flag to her significant other and then drops on the floor and steps on it. So yeah, she's a real. Great role model, um, but anyway, the ironic the ironic thing is she's the one that had the the true opportunity to ice the mother effing game. We had it three two lead. She's the fourth shooter, and she blew it. If that's not karma, that's fucking karma. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's what she's gonna be remembered for. Her last game as a U.S. Uh, uh, player. I mean, the last game of her represent the the United States in the World Cup is going to be that. Which I'm not trying to take any talent away from her. Her political views and all the other bullshit is bad. She is an amazing player. She won three out of four championships. Her political World Cups shouldn't make my view, but I mean, if you're America, you probably shouldn't step on the flag or yeah. throw it on the ground. And if you want people to give to you, like you, yeah, and if you want the country to pay you as much as the guys, which technically the women's Soccer team should probably get paid more than the guys because the guys kind of don't play that well. Well, thank you, thank you, men's for giving them over a like a hundred thousand, a hundred or fifty million dollars for them to not even make it past the fucking sixteen teams. Like, you know, at least, I mean, even a shitty USA team can get past sixteen. Like this, yeah. but this is the bad thing about all of this is, you're right, Megan Rapoport will not be. She will be remembered for three World Cups, but everybody will be like, oh. She choked in one. Yeah. I'm not going to be so hard on her because I really don't know her, her really stance. I think a lot of times it's easy for athletes to do something stupid on the stage and not really understand the repercussion of dropping the American flag on the ground or saying trans kids matter, which is something that should not even be talked about on the on the. On any plane, all kids matter. All lives matter, right? We we want to go back to the whole Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Mexicans and uh, whites and Puerto Ricans and blacks. And even as much as we don't like Iraq and all those other countries, everybody's lives matter, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's something that we that we're going to end that woman's thing right now because yeah. I don't think we're going to talk about it anymore. However, I am going to talk about this. Uh, announcer, this uh, analyst for any World Cup of the United States, Alexi Levins. Uh, guy, where's his name? I don't know, but he. You don't like him. You know more about this guy than I this do. This guy is a clown. I don't like him at all. He used to be. He used to play for the United States. He ripped into America Man, worse he, than what we did. Alexi Lalas. This guy. All right. He's. He's participated in like two or three uh, World Cups for the United States. That team in itself has never qualified for anything major. They didn't, have, they didn't even come close to winning a World Cup. And this guy, every time I see him on TV, and it doesn't matter if it's men's or women's, he is always ripping on any player that he thinks that is not playing that well. And I really don't understand why he does that. He gives a lot of bad. He gives a lot of bad press for U.S. soccer. He should be talking about how good or how much they are trying to participate on a game that we don't even play that well because we don't concentrate on that game. We don't concentrate on soccer. We are one of the bottom ruts of the soccer world. It's no giving. I mean. So for him to be that uh, ridiculous, critical. critical, 
you know, lighten up a little bit. If you really want to help your team or America, then you probably should go coach a JV or or any uh, teenage soccer uh, uh, participant of teenagers and teach them how to play soccer correctly. But for your negative attitude about all this guys suck and women didn't play that well, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. The era of women's American soccer as being one of the greatest uh, eras has probably ended. This is probably going to be one of the last times that we're going to see America on top because every country out there is putting their money, heart, and soul in women's soccer. True. And and even I don't even care if it's Germany or France and all that because you know what? You can be only on top for so long. Look at the Yankees. They were on, on top for at least 22 23 years until the 1960s and they, they just kind of fall off the face of the planet and then they didn't win a while and then they you know please Alexa and our and most of our players are going to be all young I mean there's we're not going to have any experience in the next few years because all yeah. our experiences is going to be yeah. Leaving. yeah I don't I don't criticize our team I don't criticize for that rookie or that young girl um missing that uh, shot at overtime or that um, shoot. Well, let's just talk about the whole team in general. They they, they should have won by more points against, you know, Vietnam. 3-0 was a joke. To tie, to tie Netherlands yeah. was also a joke. Like, yeah. if you score one more goal against Vietnam, you're not playing Sweden. If yeah. you score and beat, you know, the Netherlands – we're not having the toughest matchup two versus one, and we may be in elite eight, but this team just didn't. I mean, even if they even even if they wouldn't have had to play Sweden in the last round, uh, come down to the future, could they have beaten Sweden? Maybe not. No, you're right. And one thing I don't understand about this USA women's soccer is that why they had a Russian coach or something. Yeah, why the frick do they have a Russian coach when, first of all, we are trying to help Ukraine and Russia is doing all this stupid shit? But he is on the hot seat, by the way. Yeah, I don't, well, let's put it this way. If you're going, all right, this is a good time for Mr. Alexia, Alexi. I don't know how to pronounce your name. It sounds so, f well, <sighs> this is a time where you probably should be signing up to become a coach. Do that for us. All right. We briefly talked about Jake Paul. And we both kind of laughed about the idea of Jake Paul against Nate Diaz. You don't know much about Nate Diaz in the UFC, the MMA stuff. But let me tell you what. Again, you're picking a fight. This is Jake Paul picking a fight with a guy who's not a boxer. He's a fighter. He's a grappler. He takes people down. He submisses people. And you take that element away from that person, you're going to probably be that person. It'd be like, it'd be like putting Tom Brady in a basketball shorts and having him play against Allen Iverson, and Allen Iverson is maybe just as old as Tom Brady, and everyone's putting money into a game where you know Allen Iverson's gonna win. True. Come on, that's just that's not be stupid. I mean, if you, Jake Paul, if you want to be a real fighter, train yourself, get in the ring of the octagon. Fight the the more premier fighters out there of today, not yesterday, of today, not like Nate Diaz or, or Silva when they're out of their prime. Fight people that are actually are able to defend themselves against you and put yourself in their shoes and put yourself in their octagon. So I don't know why people bought in this, this fight. I don't know why anybody would buy this fight. It's just ridiculous. It's just, it just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. And I should go back to the. Uh, should talk about uh, Maggie Cabrera for passing uh, Brian, uh, Robin Yunt and and uh, Tony Gwynn's hidden record. So now Mel Cabrera has three hundred three thousand one hundred forty five hits and. He passed Tony Gwynn and Robin Yunt, which I don't know if you know much about Tony Gwynn. 
Tony Gwynn's great. He's a padre. But you want to know what's funny? I mean, you don't even like the contract of Miggy. You think it was a waste of time. Oh, I do. I think I think that. Because, I mean, we really never have made the playoffs since, what, 2014, 2015 now? Well, I don't think we made the playoffs since Unless, 2013, since the last time we were. 2012, maybe? Because so it's been 10 years since we made the playoffs. Yeah, I think so, because after that, we kind of just start sinking because we had the best team other than 2012. And that's pretty much when he got his contract, and that's when everybody left, right? Scherzer and Verlander and everybody, right? I. It's still a huge accomplishment. I will, you know. I will say this. I will say this. I am more surprised that Tony Gwynn only had 3,142 hits. And I'm more impressed by Robert Young for having that many hits because he's not a pure hitter like Tony Gwynn. I would assume Tony Gwynn would have about 3,800 hits. Close to 4,000 because he was such a a nuthead about hitting correctly. He he quoted Ted Williams and other players like that. So I'm surprised that he got to that point. I'm more surprised that Miggy got to that point because he's only hitting about around 200. The last 10 games, maybe he's hitting about 250. But call it what you want and call it. And as we, above the main point is congratulations. Yeah. So I think... Well, we're watching preseason. What about pre-season. golf? Golf. We well, got the St. Jude tournament. I know it's only day one. I know. Jordan Spieth's in first place. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, you got the Korean, and then you got Corey Makamura, which is a cool story. He said in this whole tournament, in the St. Jude tournament, every birdie, every single birdie in all the four days, he will donate $1,000. Who said this? The Hito Makamura. How do we say his name? Oh, like, oh that um, the Asian player. Oh, yeah, that's and good. And donated $1,000 for every birdie. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. So he's in the top three. And then you got Xander Shilafo, or however you say his name. But yeah, after day one, Jordan Smith has a lead. And we all know how Jordan Smith is, as much as I hate to say it. You don't like Jordan Speed? No, not since the time he went off on his fucking caddy. It was on national TV. Yeah. So let me um, let's get that straight here. So Jordan Speed's on top. At minus seven. Minus seven. You then got we got that little Korean dude in minus six. What is that? His name is Kim. His first name is Tom Kim, which I think he's a really American. But I think he plays. I, I, I feel like he's. But he still does. He still he's from Japan. Does. Talk yeah. to Chinese thinking tongue. Yeah, no, like you don't do that because we're we need listeners. You making fun of people or don't bring people off our off our podcast. My bad. So, so we got all that guy they talking about. His name is the guy who's going to donate, Colin Mokawawa. I like him. Yeah, he's actually a really cool kid. He's a good person. Yeah, he's a good kid. So and then Alexander Shuffle or whatever you say his name, Shuffler. Shuffler. Well, oh, Shuffler. Alexander Shuffley. He's a he's also <laughs> I didn't realize he's American. He's four under. Emilio Guerrero from Argentina. He's in third. And Colin Macara Mokorila is in third as well. Tom Kim is in second with six under. And Jordan Spieth is seven under. And I know this is, I'm not, I don't get really excited about Thursday games, Thursday golf, because anything. Well, the happen. main point is, Saint Jude. Jordan Spieth hasn't done much, and maybe he'll surpass, and maybe he'll get a win like Ricky Fowler did this year. Um, oh, that was a really bad face mask, by the way. Well, yeah, so we're watching the game in Texas. <laughs> he almost ripped off his head. Yep. So Jesus. Texas, uh, Texas, Houston, Houston Texans, Texans ripped. A wide receiver. Uh, no, that's a running back, the Cunningham. Well, used to play for Louisville. Louisville. Okay, so yeah, we got that problem. All right, so. But the point point is, Jordan Spieth will probably not win this tournament. <laughs> there you have it. You heard it from Sean first. Stay away from Jordan Spieth, but do not touch it. But if you want to make a billion dollar bet through your whole career or whatever, be like Phil Mickelson. 
<laughs> That's why Liv paid for his new contract. He got what, 150 million, 200 million for that contract? That and, paid. That paid his. And what did you talking about? This year, he put money into. He would no through his partial career, and he even in the tournaments that he was in, like even the tournament that he existed in in the Ryder Cup when he was playing, he bet on himself. Yeah, he's a he's kind of a. So that's actually, I don't know. Let's just throw this factor in there for a second. If there's a Hall of Fame in golf, if Pete Rose can't make the fucking Hall of Fame for not betting on his own team and his own self, I'm sorry. I like Phil Nicholson, but Phil Nicholson shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame either. Pete Pete Rose can't. All right, so you're talking. Just about, saying. Yeah, you're right. Just saying. You're talking about two different sports. But I'm just saying. I know, but you know what I've heard though. In the past. Pete Rose deserves to be in. You're right. As a player, yes. As a gambler, no. They should not let him in FanDuel. They should not have let him in MGM or the, or Caesars or whatever. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Sean, listen to me. I heard golfers will make side bets against each other during the, during any match. Oh, of course. So that in itself, that means you would almost have to take... I'm sure Tiger Woods better on himself back in the day against whoever. Like Dave, I bet you freaking what's his face that made all the golf courses did too. Who? Talking about uh, the bear? Jack? You know what? I'm going to say this. I bet my money Jack didn't do that. Jack is a whole different Jack is a whole different level of respect for the game. He is a profound great Christian guy, he doesn't believe in that type. He believes in practicing. So you don't think he ever gambled? No. That back then in that era, gambling wasn't probably a thing in golf. Now I will say this: I think Arnold Palmer may may have bet on himself at one point, but I don't know why I'm saying that because I don't know. But to me, Arnold Palmer would be the person to do that. So in Brooks Kapka. Oh, you know what? He just won something in the live, live of league. I like Brooks Kapka though. Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Deshamel. Yeah, Kopka. Yeah, I'm sorry. Deshamel just won something in live golf. I like him too. You do? He's he's kind of arrogant about his his long shot. His long shots, and he gets he can't chip. putt. He can't chip, but he made some putts this weekend. Yeah. Well, last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. So, yeah, that's amazing. So. I guess I guess we're going to end this right here right now because I don't want to keep dragging about stuff that we don't want to talk about. And we're going to get into more college football when college football shows up. It's we'll only get, two weeks away. Yeah, and we're not going to – I'm not going to really elaborate about these preseason games. Even if The Lions do play tomorrow. We didn't touch on them. They play the Giants. It's a home game, and the Lions are plus three. Which is nuts. Well, they're not. Ryan's well, got better pitcher, better quarterbacks. Well, they're not. Well, we should. Okay, we're talking about. We the got Lions. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about the Lions for a second because we're a state in Michigan. So they got Teddy Bridgewater. And we got. Oh, who else did. What happened to my notes about this game? Where but the, Lion, the Lions. No, but the guy, the running back. Who are these running backs? Well, they got David Montgomery, and then they got your rookie that you just oh, forgot about. Yeah, Hooker. No, Hooker is the other quarterback that's oh, not right. going to be playing. You're right. Well, he should. He's, he's hurt. Be... He's hurt? Isn't he hurt? That's why they had to go get Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, my God. And then they also got Andrew Martinez. Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez. Which everybody should be known, should know this name. He would play for the University of Nebraska. Michigan played Nebraska. Michigan State played Nebraska. Then he got sick of getting his ass pounded and no one, and no one blocking for him because Nebraska is trash. So then he went to Kansas State and he put on some awesome MVP numbers and was almost invited to the Heisman. And they made it to the top four Bulls or top six Bulls this year. Adrian Martinez is a good quarterback. But let's be real. He's in that conference that when no one's going to get touched. So, of course, you can throw a football. You can throw a football when no one touches you. Who cares? The Big 12? Come on. Big 12 is, I mean, he got lucky that he didn't get Oklahoma? 
Oklahoma. Texas? Oklahoma is not the team that they used to be. Texas is. You know what's not a conference? It's the Pac-12. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> how, do you rip the, how do you rip the whole West Coast conference and demolish it so that no one in California can watch your team or your students can watch their team in the East Coast. Do you want to know what the most painful this thing is? You can't fly everyone out to the East Coast. The most painful thing about this, it's not just, okay, everybody has a conference other than Stanford, Cal, and Washington State right now. Some teams are trying to pick those last dog shit teams left because they haven't been good. But Jim Harbaugh did come from there. But he was at San Diego Aztec first. And Stanford. Then Stanford. But those are three teams that are still looking for a conference. It's not just that those West Coast teams that are going to be painful for this. Us as Michigan fans and Michigan State fans and the Big Ten. Now we have to stay up if we want to enjoy a game till fucking one in the morning. I'm going to have to take a nap like an old person. You are old. I know. You celebrated your birthday. I know, but still, think about this. All these little 20-year-old kids who can't even maintain... Uh, uh, any attention span. I mean, they're going to be on their computers before and going to bed before even the, the games start. What are these college kids going to do? Are they really going to stay up? And this is something you really think about. These college kids from the East Coast who are going to watch the on the West Coast of USC, USCLA, and all these other guys, you're really going to think that they're going to stay up. They're going to be drunk out of their mind by 10.30, and they'll be passed out by 12.00. And they won't be able to watch the game by the game ends by one. So this doesn't make any sense for any of your college kids participants. You're basically ripping them apart. And this is really about college kids. It's not about grown men paying sixty, eighty, a hundred bucks to go see a game, which they went to school there maybe five, ten years ago. I mean, I mean, Sean's going to have to figure something out because. Peanuts will be closed by 11 o'clock, and then he'll be like, oh, no, I got to get back home. Well, no, they're all, yeah. I didn't think about this. What happens in that game? What happens if it's a slow, dead night at, and where you There's are, still a couple people that are at the bar watching it, right? Well, yeah, but they might still close the bar. They might. Think about the baseball games tonight. Just because people are, just because, let's say I go there just to watch baseball with about three guys, and there's only three guys Watching the game. They're still shut down early. They're not going to keep going for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, let's be real. The Pac-12 screwed themselves. They screwed all their conference rivals. You're never going to see Washington against Washington State ever again. You might not see Oregon versus Oregon State. Exactly. That's a civil war. Exactly. And you're never going to see USC and USCLA play. Yeah, you will because they're in the Big Ten. Well, yeah, but they may not because... They can't play every year. They'll make sure. It's, it's just like Michigan, Michigan State. There's, you're not going to have that game not played. Look, I'm going to tell you this. Right? Are you going to tell, tell me this. there's going to be one I'm year? I'm going to tell you this. If they touch Ohio State and Michigan game, I'm going to literally drive all the way to the Big Ten Conference building, and I'm going to find that little peckerhead who destroyed our conference. There's two games that are untouchable. You cannot take Michigan, Michigan State away, mm-hmm. and you cannot take Michigan, Ohio State away. They're untouchable. And it's the same thing. You can't take away Minnesota, Wisconsin, probably. Yeah, I mean, or Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, well, let's be real. You got the Michigan, Ohio State. You got the USC and UCLA. They have to play each other too. Yeah, okay, and then to be honest with you guys, who God, who's Oregon's rival? God, Oregon, Oregon State. But they're not. That's not going to happen. Okay, so know, who's going to be their they're rival? They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that. That's going to be their one non-conference that they're allowed they're to play? They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that for those kids on the West, on the West Coast in Oregon. And they're going to have to do the same thing in Washington. Do you want to know State. why he says that? Why? Because he loves the... Beaver. <laughs> it gets so weird so quick. No, oh my gosh. I'm talking to a 12-year-old right here. You're turning 40 in about a week, buddy. I know. Next Jeez. Wednesday. I know. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Woo! Should, uh, well, you know, hopefully everything goes well for you. I got to work. You have to work? In the morning. I didn't have to work on my birthday because I took it off. Yeah. Didn't work the whole weekend. 
Yeah, you took like seven days in a row. I, I'm like a little twelve year old kid. I'm not working on my birthday, so there. I really do. Want I to- told him that I'm dictating when I leave, though. I'm leaving when I want. I'm leaving by one o'clock. Well, I think you know what you should do. To be honest with you, because you just restarted there again. No, that's not at Pepino's. That's oh, at Anna's house. Anna's house. But you know what you should have just suggested? If you could, you could take me off that day so I can have the whole day off, and then I can do whatever I want to do and put me on another day to work. Can't, because Becky's anniversary is that day, and she's going to pink. So my number one manager is not working, and Karen fucking, that's her original day off. She has Tuesday and Wednesday off. Karen yeah. does. Well, but Becky's anniversary, I'm not going to. My 40-year-old birthday compared to a nine-month anniversary, ninth anniversary plus going to pink is more important than. I don't have anybody that fucking wants to be with me hardly anyway, so it don't matter. Well, you got me. I got you and Tony. And you got Tony. Probably dad. And your dad. I got three people. So, well, But but you're going to be working probably anyway. Tony's working part of the day. Next week Wednesday? Oh, you're right. Because I was supposed to have, right, so everything can be done. Work. Everything can be done at night. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take you out to dinner, to uh, dinner with you. I mean, I'll be, be, I'll be a good friend. You know, I always feel bad for guys like us. You know, we're always left alone. There's not a, a lot of women out there that would take us. Well, I think you made a couple of mistakes. Me, <sighs> I, I'm in a different situation because I'm just kind of. I'm just a wobbling kind of guy, my disability, whatever. I'm not going to get into my feel sorry moment. But but here's what I want to say about you. You know a lot. You're a lot smart. He's actually a lot smarter when it comes across the board than I am. He is like I love sports and I'm not a dummy in street book. But my buddy Andre, this podcast, we talk about a lot of sports, but he knows politics. He reads books. He works for the hospital like he is so well-rounded that he deserves somebody but he also gets i think he just gets looked down upon after someone says yes and then it's just like okay you know yeah. and you can hold you hold conversations well too yeah i i i can't emphasize enough that sometimes the first step to all all relationships working is physical attraction because i am physically somewhat disabled my my grade of physical attractiveness goes down from a 10 to a 6, which is just numbers. But and honestly, you know, if I really, I think if I really was down to earth and really want to pick a girl, she's, she probably won't be looking. She probably won't be the one with a nice big butt and a pretty face the house well here's the thing though like <laughs> i think there was fun. something posted on facebook a couple of days ago and as sad as this is it's not even about a relationship anymore it's it's i don't it doesn't matter what sex you are it, one it could be the girl that really wants the relationship but the guy just wants to fuck you or it could be the girl that just wants to spread her legs and the guy really wants to be with her but she just wants sex like that's Unfortunately, what this world is coming to when we're at a world that you got fucking 10 year olds having sex also, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the moral of the story is this. You have to find a common ground with somebody that you like and that like has to turn into love. But the common ground what I'm talking about is you have to have the same ethic beliefs and moral beliefs. And that's something that we don't really talk about. We always joke around getting laid and who. The girl has a hoop big, a hoo-ha, a nice big butt. But in reality, it's really about your 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 belief system. Not and your inner in your inner personality of being a good person. Yeah. It has nothing. Okay. Yeah. No. Now, just I know I'm not a fucking ten. I'm probably a six overall. I'm lucky if I'm a six. He's a big foot. I mean, but I got I got qualities just like Andre does that. Our personalities can bump us maybe a couple of points, but it's not even that. But I think what it is with you, though, you are very... I try too hard. Not like that, but this is something about... I'm going to say about you that most people don't have, is that you have that persistence of confidence. Like, you can go from one situation that went bad, and you just can talk to a new girl, and, you know, I think your situation right now, I don't know if you really want to say it, but... The fact that you are now almost eight months 
alcohol free. You're putting your life back together. You're, Correct. You're, you're going to court. You're going to to the channels, the correct channels to correct your life. So there's a possibility in the next you know year that something could happen. Yeah, you, you, know, you could know? meet someone in the next six months, and then you start dating her. And what I, what I would tell you is you you're going to have to give some sacrifices, like maybe not betting every night or every week or whatever. I don't know how other people like Tony can do it and have a great relationship with his girlfriend. But well, he has a job and he gets paid twenty seven dollars an hour, and he already owns the house. Yeah, and the thing is, and his significant other is long distance. And yeah, so it's easier to maintain your uh, distance of your privacy without someone on top. And unofficially, I'm not going to go into all the stuff that I know about him. Yes, he's a single. He's a single dad. You know, he might, but he also. He jokes around about how he might not have money, but he's financially between. Remember, there are certain things. I mean, even you, you know, you have the apartment, but there's other stuff that I don't know about how much you have in your savings or whatever. That's irrelevant. But there are some sports cars that he has or he or like Tony has guns that are probably worth about 15, 20 K. So if he was ever in any hardship, he could sell them. Yeah. If I went through my card collection, I probably would have at least 10K even, and that's a low ball after all the shit that I have. Yeah. You know, I'm probably almost in a 30K, 50K. Yeah. But I would really have to find the right buyer. I, but but Tony, if the hardship was, and he needed money, he can get at least 15, 20K out of guns. Like guns is a guarantee. Yeah. All right, let's not... I didn't want to throw Tony in there. But I left not, a lot of stuff out. Because but. he's not here to represent himself. Tony's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's he, he's he changed his life for better. He's doing pretty well. Sean, you're He has a girl that he's gonna be married to after, you know, his girls graduate. And you're and you're doing pretty well. I'm doing better. I'm almost on eight months sober, and I have a program, and I have two jobs. I mean, this is the longest time I haven't quit one. I got my job back at Pepino's. Yeah. Very blessed on that. It's still the same crew plus a couple other people. Yeah. You know? So, look, everything's looking good for you right now. I mean, we're still working on a relationship with the parents, at least mom. Well, but. like what I said before, I think at this point in your life for your parents, it should be a time when you come and go and visit them without asking them to for favors or or have them pass judgment on you because of you're not paying the bills or whatever. Like you at one point your mom this is what I've been honestly believe what your mom really wants you to do is not really just stop everything that you like do about sports in, in itself, but she probably would really love to have you have your own apartment and then you come visit your dad and her for dinner on a Thursday or whatever night and your dad and you and your dad's favorite basketball baseball team or football team you guys watch I'm together. not even allowed to watch sports over there right now no but I'm saying at this point right if you have your own apartment I don't think you're that you watch that sports at home would be a big deal because then she would have an idea that you you're able to pay the bills Good point. Good point. Well, like right now, I don't know if you want to say, but you're living with me. That's fine. So people know that situation. A few people already know that situation. Yeah. So, in some respects, I mean, in real things, if I found, I mean, I'm probably not even, even though things are looking up for me, I should not even be in the dating pool. Like I'm not. Like even when we went out, yeah, there were some cute girls, but part of me said I'm not. I probably should not be in the dating pool. No, yeah, I mean you may not be ready, or you shouldn't be in the dating pool. But you know, there's sometimes some guys when they do have a girlfriend, they really motivates them to clean things up and a little they, bit more than what it already make was. Their lives better. I've known I've known people and known guys that that they weren't looking for a girlfriend, and they happen to bump into a girl that they really like, and everything started meshing for in their lives real well. And it just happened to be with a girl that they uh, like, and then it turned into a long-term relationship. So the realm of things, somehow we always get back to how hard it is for an addiction. Addiction does suck. Addiction does 
hurt. It doesn't matter if it's gambling, alcohol, meth, heroin, drugs, sex, porn. I mean, I'm not sitting here trying to make a joke because all of those are addictions. And I'm not going to say any names. Um, Let me ask and there's no other... One second. I mean, I've learned... I've met some new people right now that, I mean, out of all the screw-ups that I've done, I would, after hearing one of the stories of a couple of people that I work with now at an individual place, you guys already know that I work two places, but I'm not going to name which one it is. I'm over here. Um, you talking about the, the girl that... There's two girls that lost her. their... No, I'm not. There's two oh. girls that are sisters and... They lost their father to heroin, and I couldn't oh. imagine losing my father to heroin at a young age. So yeah, addiction sucks. Yeah, I mean don't, the point is, if you have an drugs. addiction, try to get help. Yes, I mean at least with something. I mean yes. I still haven't done the correct addiction with the yeah. gambling, but I will say if you're not willing to give something up, don't go be fake either. Okay. So, so that's don't. my point. That's why I haven't done the gambling yet. I mean, you haven't gone to gambling and I'm at, I, again. I'm at, I have I'm been at. a gambler's anonymous oh. to save engagements and save other shit. Okay, but I always went back to it. So do you? Okay, let me ask him. Do you think that you really do have a gambling addiction? Because there's been a couple of days that you didn't do any bets because you like, I don't know what the hell's going on with the games. Like baseball this year is real tough. Yeah, but and, still, I mean, you, you got to say you got to have a gambling addiction because I do have to say that I do because I was down 95000 If I wouldn't hit the $60,000 one, you know, about a year ago, I'd still be over. I'd be down over 100000 Okay, you're right. I mean, I'm still down 32000 for my life. Yeah. I'm living on your futon. Instead of living in my parents' house, if I wasn't gambling, I wouldn't. Yeah, but okay. Let's I'd, be say, able okay. To go, I'd be able to go back to my parents. Okay, that's okay. I think. I but think, I mean, that's also. I'm not going to lie. When You're, somebody says you can't do something, yeah. sometimes it motivates you to try to prove a point. Yeah. And I might not ever prove that point. But if, like I said, I told you this before, yeah. if I come back from this eventually and I'm even up fucking $1, yeah. I'm going to gloat. Yeah. I'm going to gloat like a motherfucker yeah. from coming back from 95 K down yeah. to being up a dollar. Yeah. I know that sounds terrible, but I'm yeah. going to fucking do it. Okay. If it happens. Okay. It might never happen. You're but. right. It might never happen. But let me ask you this, though. But I don't think you should have Lou. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here just because one one thing is that doesn't define you and you shouldn't lose well, people that you shouldn't lose family over. It, yeah, you know? but let me, okay, let me, okay, let me clear something up, though. I feel like even if you didn't gamble and you stopped gambling, I think just having you at home or living with your parents, it's a little bit stretched because I think you have to understand that your parents don't really want you to live there. They want you to come there for for dinner and all that. You're not gambling and living there is still not normal. Now, your right. mom, I'm telling you, your mom loves you to death. So does your dad. But your dad is really like, geez, I really, um, I was on his side. Now I have to be on the wife's side. And Which not, he should be. And he should be because it's always about the, the parents, not really against the kids, but you're and a teammate. Mom and dad are always on a teammate. And I made all the mistakes. I'm not. Right. Yeah. But I feel I feel like you you should not just not gamble so that you can live with your parents. You shouldn't gamble just because you feel like you have a gambling problem. But if you feel like. But you, here's the thing. But you can also just live on your own. And control what, what you are putting your money into. So this, that's the problem. That right I think now, this is has. how this is how how big of a stipulation is. Let's just say that I don't know, maybe two months, three months, I got this under control and was never going to gamble again. Right? Yeah. As long as my mom doesn't believe that I'm not gambling. Yeah. She's not. Gonna she's not going to ever let me watch a game with my father. Yeah. So. Uh, so I, you're telling me. You've only known me for six years, mm -hmm. but you know my my history. I mean, playing sports, what it means to me, graduating from Michigan State, all that stuff. Yeah. You're gonna tell me, even if I got all this stuff under control, I can't watch a fucking game with my father. Maybe not anymore at this point. I think she'd rather have you 
spend time with them together and to have dinner with them. And that's why she mostly precious. Not you and your dad just watching sports and she's in left field watching you two watch sports. When most people go when most people go to their parents' house, they have dinner and then the wives or the girls clean up and some guys help to clean up the house after dinner. And it's really normal for both parties to clean up the to clean up after dinner. But then the guys go to the room to watch the NFL game, the Lions or the Bears or whatever team that you're picking, or the Dallas Cowboys, but I I think you're over. I think you're not really understanding that she really probably wants you to be able to pay your bills. That's a kicker. She wants me to be financially stable. You you want yeah, and that's something that you have to really understand. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a if you're gambling and you stop gambling, but if you don't ever pay your bills, they want then you're gonna. They want me to be happy, hundred percent happy. And they always say, "Okay, you don't look happy." Yeah. Well, well, you look very stressed sometimes. Probably. There's a lot lot of things going through your head. You have you. But I can right now. I am stressed because because you don't have the vehicle and you have to rely on the. On the transit center. Well, plus I have another court date. That yeah. is, when you have a court date and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I just I really feel like you, in my mind, you really have to understand. Like when you look at my situation for myself, I go to work, I pay all my bills, I gamble, but I don't gamble to an extent where I'm going to lose three or four hundred bucks a night. And then I'm living on my last paycheck or last dollar. If I was in that same situation, my dad and my sisters and my brother would all start to think about, we should throw Andre into a, a group home for the people who are mentally challenged or physically challenged because they're assuming that I'm not going to be able to take care of myself. And that's what kind of mind boggles them the most. Here I am living my own. I don't go to their church. They want me to go to church because they think I'm going to be a better, greater Christian. But I'm like, you don't need to do that. Christianity, I mean, I went to the Catholic church and Christianity doesn't define anything. I get more spiritually out of a fucking AA meeting than I do going to church. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, so we have something in common. I mean, you could go, you could go, I don't know. You could go hang out with a couple of friends and talk about something that just you guys have in common that, is on your mind yeah. and feel better. Yeah. You know, yes. the church, the church is one of the most judgmental things. I don't care if it's Catholics or Christian Protestants or Muslims or, Muslims or very judgmental. And I, think, I mean, how, how hypocritical is it that you're sitting in a pew and someone, uh, you're supposed to be welcoming. Like they say, you know, I mean, I think you do believe in God. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, I do. yeah. So you don't have to go to a church to believe in God. Yeah, you don't. But, and some of these homeless people believe in God and maybe they're doing drugs and maybe they just do it because they it's an escape. It's an escape go. But what, and this is the hardest thing. They finally want to try to do something and come into the church. And what does everybody fucking do? Judging. Don't sit by me. Oh, yeah. You sit in the back. I don't want to smell you. Yeah. You're either a drug addict or you're a drunk. Yeah. They yeah. exile you. Yeah, they do. That's something that's sad about the churches. So I do think, I do think going no, back. The churches are some of the most yeah. corrupt, fucking covered up shit in the first place. Yeah, of course. This is the Catholic Church. Sex trafficking, you know, pedophilia, and all that other stuff. That's just garbage. Yeah, it's. I'm not bad mouthing the church. No, I'm not. Well, we can because they're not that great. You don't take people's money and then you uh, look at gay porn if you're a priest in the Catholic Church. That's just ridiculous. So, again, I think. I think so. Back to the whole addiction thing, I guess. I think the thing is that they, I don't think your gambling addiction would be a big deal if you were living on your own, you pay all your bills. And I think your mom would probably overlook that. You're probably right. No, think about this. It's, it's almost like you know, it's almost like you need to take big chances or or, or chances that are not realistic to win big. Where Tony. Picks two game parlays or a game or a straight shooter, and then he wins, and that's kind of what it is. It's like 
he's gradually making his money grow like an investment where we're playing more like a Wall Street uh, player who who says, well, if I sell this and sell this, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get that. I'm going to take my chances with a... With a yeah, most times selling that. doesn't work. Exactly, it doesn't work. And that's sometimes the way that you bet. You put like a seven, eight, six game parlays, and what happens? Five or six. Yeah, and six that pisses seven. you off the most. Right? So... Tony is kind of correct, and maybe that's something that, I mean, it's not going to win you that twenty thousand or sixteen or seventeen hundred or even the one and threes. Two years ago, those one and threes was great because the teams weren't scoring twenty runs; they were scoring three to five runs per game, both the teams. So you can keep those one and threes together, and it was more predictable. But now baseball, you get teams like the Cubs score twenty runs. In one or you game. have the Royals and the A's upset. Yeah. The fucking Dodgers. Yeah, I mean that can really much happen. So if you look at if you look at the your situation, just remember that I think your situation is more like your mom and your dad want you to be able to live on your own and not live exactly with me on a futon and think that I'm technically enabling you to do what you're doing because you're not really paying full rent. So, so the main point is, if you need help with addiction, get help on certain things. Side note, last thing here. If you ever want to have fun, go to the Glass House. They have karaoke night on Wednesday. <laughs> Party. Oh, yeah. You know what? You don't have to drink because you don't. You, you didn't drink. And, of course, I lied about it last night. I'm not drinking tomorrow. Not did like three... Three or four. But no, it, yeah. it, we didn't know what was going to happen with the turnout, and the turnout was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We had a couple of old guys trying to uh, creep out on the young girls. But there were some of those old guys that could really sing, or those biker girls or whatever. The biker like, girl did an excellent job. And there was a couple of younger girls that could really sing, too, mm-hmm. in a tone. And then Yep, the girl, the bartender. Then we finally sing. saw the people that we met way back in February that doesn't want to fucking have anything to do with me again. <laughs> it's all but, right. It happens. It happens. I get that look all the time from most women. Woo! Anyway. That was true. All right, guys and girls. This went a lot further than we thought it would be. Of course, I try to cut this off. It's 10 o'clock at night for us. You're going to probably listen tomorrow morning at 7, hopefully. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Thank you, Buzzsprout. Thank you, Apple. Thank you, Podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify Podcast. Thank you, Sean, for showing up. Always great to be here. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have a good week and a uh, weekend, actually. And uh, let's hope that your t- favorite teams do well. Let's go Detroit, all Detroit teams. Peace.